Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning on News Talk 1130 WISN. The Retirement Clinic is on the air with your host, Aaron Kowal. Welcome back to the studio. Thanks for having me. Not, back. not that you've never done this before, <laughs> and you're not too shocked I'm back. So that's right. That's a good thing. We're on every Saturday morning. We do have a guest today. Now, before we get to our introductions, Aaron, by way of background, the Kowal Investment Group with this radio show and Monday through Friday your market updates. Yeah, we do the market updates uh, twice a day in the three o'clock and five o'clock news blocks. Uh, we've got a great team of advisors that that uh, help with that. They do a fantastic job. Uh, so we've been doing that for I don't know about forever. Uh, radio uh, show over twenty years now. So yes, yes, the radio show over twenty years. I have some congratulations to make. You know, before we do that, I want to say. Because Kelly Brown is such a, a, a nice lady, our guest, who's been on many shows before, and I've gotten to know you. She's our guest today. Well, good yeah. morning, everybody. Uh, good morning, Kelly Brown. What Now, your official title, I know, because you've been on before, CEO of American Deposit Management. You guys are located in Pewaukee. What's that all about? Yeah, we do, uh, If for clients that have large bank balances, we make sure it's all FDIC insured. So somebody has a million dollar deposit at a bank, it's only insured at 250000 They come to us, we'll make sure all $1 million is covered with FDIC. And I have been listening to this show and knew about Kowal Investments because of the market updates all oh, yeah. these years. So I am a huge fan of Kowal Investment Group and happy to be here today. Yeah, we tuck them in twice a day. Thank you, Kelly. For yeah. the, and we've got a lot to talk about with you today. And we have uh, the sexy segment, like always, the Boss Minute. Yep. Belongs to who, Aaron? Oh, it belongs to Kelly. Okay, so Kelly gets to participate in everything today. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's... And not just a participation trophy. Either, There's you know? lots to talk about. <laughs> lots of things going on right now in the yeah. world. And I think a lot oh of gosh. listeners are going to be excited to hear about, you know, just some tips, some tricks, and some insider info. Some oh, good yeah. stuff. Well, and by way of background, your website, Aaron, thekowalway.com. We'll talk about locations throughout the state. Uh, you have not been in since you've been named, and this is a big deal. So I embarrassed your dad, <laughs> Jeff Kowal, along with you, uh, yeah. named to the... Best in-state wealth advisor list. That's for Forbes. No Forbes, surprise. Yeah. So, oh, congrats, thank buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, that's I a big, it. it's a big deal. I had to make some threats, and you know, but uh, <laughs> it no. worked. It worked. Uh, no, but you know, it's 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 a great honor to to get. It's uh, wasn't expected uh, either. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I think, it's, but it shows. The, I think what the you know we call it the Kowal way, the nature of how we help our clients, how we we take them through retirement, uh, whether they're selling their business or leaving a company. Um, we put the clients first, and it's always been that way. And, and so we figure if we just you know if we just do uh, our best to help our clients, stuff like that, the accolades will follow. Happy 35th anniversary to the entire Kowal Investment Group. Yeah, this month. That's that's big news. Yeah, 35 years. Kelly Brown, I'm not going to ask you how long you've been in the industry. But you've 30 years. 30 years I've been in the industry, okay. banking industry, not in the not an in investment industry. But I can speak to for those that are listening on the Kowal side. Kowal, you know when you think about who do you trust your money to? I think all of us go through day to day. What the days are short, the or the days are long, the years are short. You don't realize how quickly in retirement comes upon mm -hmm. 
And so working with someone like Coals, um, they just do a great job. And it's, you know, you got to start early. You got to do it right. And you got to work with, you know, the best. And clearly Forbes put these guys at the top of the heap. So Well, I think right now is a good time to talk about all of the things, you know, a There's lot so of people. If you're close to retirement, Aaron, maybe you're thinking, maybe I need to work longer. You're hearing all kinds of stories about people worried about the inflation, the economy. What are their 401ks looking like? So uh, we'll get into everything concerning retirement today with Kelly Brown on the show as a guest. Where do we start, Aaron? Well, we... We, I want to start with everyone's favorite topic, which, which is inflation. Um, you know, we're we're obviously seeing a lot of that out there, and it is a concern for uh, for retirees. Um, in, in my almost all my career, um, people in retirement have had to take on risk in order to uh, have a successful retirement risk stock market risk mm-hmm. uh, because interest rates have been. Nothing. I mean, really Abysmal. nothing. Yes. Yeah, they've been terrible for 10 plus years, But you know what years. I think, Aaron? I think a lot of people, we hear the word inflation, 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 but what is it? Like, I don't yeah. think people really think about inflation as a, um, you know, if, 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 if the gallon of milk that cost $1.99 at Quick Trip, you know, 90 days ago is now $3 for a gallon of milk, you, in a sense, got a pay reduction. You're paying more for things that you were using every day, thus taking less home in your pocket, less for retirement, less for putting in your bank account. And it affects all of us. This isn't just a middle-class thing, a low-class thing, a high-class. This is this affects every single American, every single person thinking about retirement, every single person with a bank account, which most Americans have bank accounts, are affected by inflation. You know, I went about nine months ago, I was at the grocery store and I actually picked up a pack of gum like Dentine. Not, I'm not talking about the big Mentos where you sure. can shake it. and I'm talking about just a pack of gum. Lady rings it up and it was like by the time tax or whatever it was, it was just under $2 for a pack of gum. And I thought, when did gum? Yeah. Become a dollar ninety nine for like a pack a, of gum. Weren't they, a was it printed twenty five cents on yeah, the like side a, forever? Right? Exactly, a right? So oh. this was nine months ago, and I thought if 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 we are not paying attention, you know, we all go up to the grocery store and we buy our things and you get your bill and you pay it and then you go home, you don't really think about it again. When you really start to look at what is the price per pound for beef, what is the cost of a pack of gum, how much is a pound of butter? Yeah. These are things that are affecting everyone's family, and from a retirement, it's less for retirement. Kelly, so, that pack of gum was uh, a few months ago, you said? Nine months, yeah. Okay, we don't know what the rate is going to be, right? but it's been alarming so far, right, yes. to a lot of people. It is alarming. Yeah, Most Americans notice it at the pump, I think, Aaron. I just filled up. Uh, it costs 120 bucks to fill up my my wife's uh, and what would it, and where was it like a year ago? Oh, like was it less, half it was of like that? 60 so sixty bucks. bucks. So bucks, it's sixty like less dollars yeah. in your pocket today yeah. than you had a year ago. I actually had to do it twice because it capped me at a hundred bucks. I had to rerun everything and put in another twenty bucks. Yeah, I mean that's scary stuff. I mean especially for people that are heading towards retirement age. What yeah. is that? I mean from your day to day expenses, if you've planned. This is how much I need to live year in and year out. But you didn't plan for a 40% increase to buy a car. You didn't plan for a pack of gum to be two bucks. Like yeah. you didn't plan these things. So, you know, I'm not in the wealth side on the retirement side. I'm in the day-to-day banking side. That's what I do every day. So I know we've got a lot of people that are, are um, probably listening to the show that depend on 
interest income from certificates of deposit. They might have a money market account at their local bank. And rates have been depressed for a really long time. And now you're hearing rates are going up. So what does that mean for them? Is it something you know, family sustainable? Certainly not. But it's something that you're starting to see depositors that are used to the interest income yeah. are going to see a little bit more coming home. Well, Kelly and, and Aaron, aren't a lot of Americans, I don't know the numbers, are uh, retired Americans are on a fixed income. Absolutely. Or close to yeah. it, right? If you plan appropriately, maybe you've got more in that nest egg. But if you're on a fixed income now, suddenly... I don't know what percentage you're up. Well, with. the studies like 85 percent of baby boomers have less than fifty thousand saved for retirement. So when you see inflation like this, that can really have uh, have an impact on uh, some of those some of those folks. And it's tough to to see. And you know, for for years, things you know like CDs have not been you know haven't put any, given anything. And um, and I don't know that we're going to see. You know, they say it's transitory. It's trans. Uh, ah, it's not transitory. Know. I think I we're know. beyond. I'm that here to tell word. everybody it is not transitory. I, let's if everyone could just mark today's date on the calendar and then <laughs> check it a year from now. May 21st. That's so right. Ne- next weekend is Memorial Day, and that's yes. a marker, right? We yes. always talk about more. I wonder where it's going to be Labor Day. Yeah. I wonder where we'll be a, a year from now. We talked about what we've been through. Where will it be a year from now? So inflation is anybody's guess, right, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you just don't know, and and uh, yeah, the Fed uh, raised rates uh, last time, but I, I you know they might, they're going to be going higher, and um, I don't know, Kelly, do you have any? I hear so many, pe- you know, this? I hear what Aaron just said. So I hear a lot of people, especially in the industry, we all talk amongst each other. It's like, oh, the Fed's going, the Fed's raising rates, the Fed. But what does that actually mean to everyday people right. that are, you know, the Fed raising rates? What does that mean? Well, the Fed. The rate that the Fed funds rate that everybody talks about, very simple. Everyone that's listening to this, it's very simple. It's what banks pay or get paid on overnight funds that sit at the Federal Reserve. So if they've got excess money at the bank, they have too much on deposit, they're not loaning it out, they send it over to the Fed, the Fed pays them a rate. The rate used to be between 0 and 25, 0 and 0.25%. With the recent changes Mm -hmm. in the Fed funds rate, it now is over at 1%. It's the highest on the Fed funds, what's called the effective, the target rate. So when you've got 1%, and now they're saying by the end of this year, we could see even 2 2.5%. Two what yeah, does that mean? They've almost predicted it. They oh, said we're going to be I'm raising. saying it's going to be 3% by the end of the year, just because I work with 500 banks, and we're seeing what kind of lending is going on and what kind of movement. But when you think about that, what does that mean for people that are listening at home? It means if you have a home equity line of credit, your rate's going up. Your monthly payment is going to go up. It's not going to go up a little. It's going to go up a lot. So if you refinanced a mortgage recently and you didn't lock in a 30-year or 15-year rate or some term rate, you did an ARM. If you did a one-year ARM, you should start preparing for when that rate changes that your payment is going to change. And it could be catastrophic if you haven't planned appropriately. So if you have a bank, you need to go to them, see if you can term anything out that you can, get out of those variable rate products in a rising rate environment. It's it is it is a it is a budget killer bar none in the banking industry. Kelly Brown joins us today. I love your insight, Kelly, as we talk about inflation in this segment of the retirement clinic with Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. Yeah, we always hear about the Fed's hiking rates. What does it really mean to me? I, I think most people expect, oh, that means um, everything's 
everything's going up, right? That's what inflation is. Well, people think that. They think everything's going up. But so think about this for a minute. If you hear the Fed funds rate goes up and you have deposits sitting at a bank, let's say you have a a money market account with $3,000 in it. And your rate before was, if you were at Ally Bank, for example, an online internet bank, your rate was 0.50%. You hear the Fed rate goes up, so you expect, oh, my rate is going to go up. That's not necessarily the case. Banks are not going to be quick to move on deposits. Pass all rates. that on to the consumer. That's right. Kelly, right. They're going to not raise those rates on deposits, but they are going to very quickly that same day raise those rates on variable borrowings. So their spread becomes that much bigger. So if you have those types of deposits, you should be calling your local bank and saying, "I want you to increase my deposit rate." Yeah. You need to be. Yeah. You got to take. You got to take control. Expert. Yes, you need to take yeah. control of your money at your local community bank. It's interesting, Aaron, because we, it, first off, in, during inflation, you've probably seen more gold commercials on TV than ever, silver. Yeah. And we, we hear about certain things. Who, who Two years ago, we never talked about investing in CDs, right? Right. Oh, my gosh, no. Okay, so does, <laughs> does one's retirement plan... We, we call plan... them certificates of depreciation. Yeah. <laughs> That's another way to look at yeah. it. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, do you change in a retirement plan? Aaron, do you you can overreact? Yeah, right? I mean, I, I'm not going to give blanket advice to everybody out there in general. I'd say no, not now, especially not now. If, if rates are going up, uh, you know, I, know, I want Kelly's insight on, insight on this too, but like, I wouldn't lock myself in to longer you know, rates no. in a rising rate environment. No. No, and I would tell people that you know the best the best course of action right now if you are a CD investor and you're going to your local bank, you're buying certificates of deposit, you know, get them get the interest out every month and put it into a money market account. That way you're compounding your interest even though it's a little bit. Every little bit matters right now. So there's little tips and tricks like that. Um locking in anything longer right now than 6 months is really kind of crazy to do that if in a rising rate environment cds are tied to those rates you don't want to lock stuff in right now now is the time you know you sit on the sidelines do some shorter term one month cd six month cd something like that but anything longer than that you you, it could be problematic i know it's case by case and we can't give blanket advice i'm glad you mentioned that aaron it just depends right but boy if you're in retirement it's different than if you're 25 right now right yeah absolutely and i wouldn't expect your bank to send you a uh, a gift basket, either if you get a large CD now, because they get to keep that at a low, a low rate, relatively lower rate, you know, for years. And where, I know, Kelly, where do you think rates are going to be going for for loans and for CDs? I I am, you know, we're not I'm holding a, you to anything. I'm either. a child of the '80s, and I remember in 1983 when my dad was. Um, you know, my dad worked at Ford Motor Company in a plant, and they were let go, and they had a lot of issues with. The inflation, we had 19% on our mortgage. We had, you know, and yeah, deposit rates were at 10%. You were getting 10% on CEs. And, and people but, now are shocked at a 5.5% 30-year fixed rate Well, we mortgage. haven't seen that. It's been years. I mean, I really, you think about Gen Xers right now, we've been really this luxury of the rate environment over the past 15 to 20 years where, you know, rates have stayed below 5%. And so anything above 5 we start seeing 6 7 8%. This is going to be a game changer for everyone in our community. How do you afford a home? That are the the prices that they are today at interest rates above six percent. It's just not attained. You can't that that cannot continue. So either a housing crisis potentially could be upon us. We could see you know student loan crisis upon us. There's a lot of things out there that are you know teetering on the brink of um, 
concerned. Oh, I had the show before us, so we won't get into the details, but everybody knows real estate's been going crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a seller's market yes. like never before. Well, everybody knows what what's going crazy can't continue. Correct. Things do correct themselves. I mean, the market's in a correction, technically, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Technically right, we're not in a recession. No, but new home starts are, have dropped off dramatically since the last Fed hike. We've seen refinancing falling right off the cliff with the last Fed hike. I mean, it's you're going to start to see that more and more. We're expecting a 50 basis point or 0.50% um, Fed raise again next month. We're expecting that. Economists across the globe you are know saying what? that. I, I want you to back up you yeah. s- because people get confused with the basis point. Yes, that's banker talk. That's that, you know. It is, but we actually talked about this on one of our shows. Yeah. It's 50% is actually... 0.50%. Not 50%. Not 50. So 0.50% is 50 basis points. Or 100 basis points is 1%. So think of it that way. That's, a, that's, that's bankers a, speak. No, I can understand yeah. that even. And I'm not, you know, I, I went to UW Oshkosh. <laughs> Math was not one of my uh, my things, Aaron Kowal. Uh, right. Hey, before we take a break, real quickly, I, I love the thoughts on where we're at, where we're headed, Aaron. I, I mentioned it briefly. Do you adjust things? I think well, we, it's worthy of a conversation. Yeah, and we're always making adjustments uh, with our clients as we're as we're going along. Um, and if something major changes, or if if the uh, in the economy or in the personal lives of their clients, we're, you know, we're meeting with them on a regular basis to reassess and say, where are we now? Where do we want to go? How is how have these changes in in inflation in the markets uh, you know, <laughs> affected what you're uh, what you're doing? And do we need to make any adjustments uh, from here? And so far, we by and for the majority of people, we haven't had to make any major course corrections or major changes right now. Um, but and. Who knows where where it's gonna go? I don't my my crystal ball is a little foggy right now. All right, I want personal uh, advice. Yeah. Do you, do you advise <laughs> Paul to check his four hundred one k balance hourly? On... <laughs> no, my gosh. No, I was even gonna say monthly. Yeah. or you could say weekly. No, I mean it, it, some do daily. You know what though? Here's here's yeah. something I think listeners need to to keep in mind. I think with all of the online opportunities where you think you can manage things yourselves. You know, using some of these companies and, oh, I can do this myself and I can make the decision. I'm not paying anybody to do this. That is, when you've got an industry leader like Kowal that is looking at your retirement, talking about retirement, focused on your retirement, so you can focus on raising your family, running your business, doing the things that you need to do, it's, it is priceless. I mean, that, to me, that peace of mind, knowing that Kowal is working on that behind the scenes you won't have to check your 401k okay. every day. You're not going to need, you know that you've got an advocate doing that. God, and let, I'm not just saying that. I, I know Aaron, but I'm saying that because it's the truth. Yeah. What has Aaron said? Let let us handle the stress. Yeah, outsource your, outsource your stress to us. I like that uh, line. We let us handle it. I mean, you're, you're, it's what you're paying us for. Is let us worry about this. If something really needs to be changed, we will we will we will talk to you about. But that, a lot of say. things affect the market, right? We're getting news thrown at us twenty four seven. It's it's on our phones. We can become addicted to bad news. I yeah. think depressing. People, yeah, it yeah. is, and it can affect your psyche. I think that's an For important sure. point, Kelly. Right? Yeah, yeah. People get you know the anxiety and the depression that comes with the unknown. Um, and thinking about the future, not only for your children, your grandchildren, if you're planning for retirement, if you're if you have a trust or you're trying to figure out what you know wealth looks like for your family on a go forward basis, these things can be can be very complicated and overwhelming. And um, you know, I've just have found working with a partner has helped me manage some of that. I don't have I don't want to think about 
the the terrible things day in and day out. I, I just don't. I yeah. have other things I want to. Well, focus we've been on. through two. What was it? Almost two and a half years now. We've been going on with with COVID. Correct. When it started in March of 2020, I think Aaron, when people saw the markets dip like correct, like recently, uh, you can't panic. I think we should don't. have learned from that. It bounced mm-hmm. back. What was it? 19 days to get back to where it was. Right. Something like that. It, right. So it, that was know, amazing. Yeah. And I was talking with Aaron Spitzner in our office. I know you're. You know, good friends with him, and he, he I think he, he was on last week. He, uh, I was talking with him yesterday, and he made a, a good point. It said, if you, uh, if, let's say it's 1970, if you told somebody that you, know, you should invest money into the market, but here's what's coming for the next 10 years, you know, Vietnam War, right. <laughs> uh, president being kicked out of, out of office, you know, double digit inflation, double digit interest rates on mortgages, all the you know gas gas shortage and mm-hmm. uh, all that all that stuff. Would you invest? And you'd be jittery and you'd be you, nervous you say, about it. No, you I'm not. I'm going to sit this decade out. Well, well I'm going to put the money under my you mattress. Put it right in there. Yeah. So you you have, you have to have a plan. You have to stick to the plan. Uh, and not panic. That's why we we that's why we plan. Well, first we can make off, adjustments, but we don't just throw it all out. There's always going to be news events. We that's always. the world we live in, and it's I think it's seen more, which is why it's talked about more. Uh, and we can't avoid that. The worst thing you can do is overreact to that. Where it does doesn't it seem like people say every day is Armageddon. Oh, yeah. this is the worst it's been. Uh, not really if you not look really. at history. It's not horrible right now, but there's a lot. It's kind of like an echo chamber of where you hear all this stuff, all this negative stuff. I say it's it's hard to watch the movie when you're in it. And it's good. <laughs> yeah. And so we're in it right now. And there's a lot of good things to look at. Earnings are, are by and large really good for companies. Um, and that's really what drives uh, but you guys, price. you guys are looking at that every day. Yeah, like everyday people. Person. I'm looking at bank rates every day. Like I'm dealing with the bank side. You're dealing with all of the other side. Yeah. That's what we do for a living. Like hiring the right advisors, the right people to help you, so you don't have to open the paper every Sunday and say who has the best CD rate in town. Well, maybe it's not in town. Maybe it's in yeah. Texas. Yeah. We know that. You have the ability. You know, to people get that here now. in Milwaukee don't know that. But Same but it with, is perspective. You're right, Kelly. It's perspective. The, isn't unemployment still really low? And it will continue to be. If you want a job, you'll find a job. Yeah. Well, and demographics are driving that. It's not just what's going on in the economy. You look at the birth rates in the United States of America. We've got a problem on our hands. So it's we're going to have a depressed... Birth you rates know, being low, you mean? Extremely. Not as low like, as Europe, but there's two, more jobs Japan. than there are people. And that's just the facts. I yeah, mean, if anyone wants to... Opposite of the baby boom generation. It, that's exactly right. Gen X is a sm- one of the smallest generations. And as our that generation continues to age, it's going to be a problem going forward. So people need to get used to help wanted signs that are out there in businesses. How do you plan for that? How do you, you know, set your wages and how do you compete? It's not just the wage, it's benefits and all these things that people are demanding now um you know work from home remote this and that so it's 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 like a whole new world that people I, I are adjusting a, to a line i think it was from aaron spitzner on last week's retirement clinic that you have to separate the two and i don't know aaron do you agree with this that the economy is not the stock market and vice versa. the stock market is not the economy yep. they're yeah. two separate things yeah the market and it, it really seems to be increasingly uh divergent mm-hmm. and you know, an example that I like to use uh, with clients during COVID. Uh, I hate talking about COVID, but it's all it sometimes. We're all sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sick feel of bad. Uh, yeah. um, the um, you could go to Walmart 
and buy, well, everything was locked down. You go to Walmart and buy toys. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go to a toy store to buy toys. Right. And a lot of times those local toy stores, some of them are gone now. Um, and so that that helps drive the economy. But, but Walmart, Amazon, those publicly traded companies mm -hmm. You know, did well, and so that that that's kind of a I guess a little a little example of that that you know, like we're not publicly traded, you're not publicly traded, no. you know, but but that a lot of that drives the economy, but the markets could be doing great. It, it doesn't always translate. There's not a hundred percent correlation there. Kelly Brown is our guest, the Retirement Clinic, Saturday mornings here on WISN. Aaron Kowal, your host, the Kowal Investment Group. Let's talk quickly about what's coming up next. The Boss Minute, which I think is going to, Kelly? Oh, yes. We got a good one. Business owners, savings, and security. Your locations, Aaron, World Headquarters in Waukesha? World yeah. Headquarters. We're I love that. Galactic it Headquarters. It is a galactic yes. organization. Ooh, that's even better. <laughs> yes. It's yes. bigger than World. Am I right? <laughs> galactic. Uh, uh, in Waukesha, of course, you're in Ozaki County with a Port Washington yep. location. Beautiful Lake Michigan views. Yeah. Uh, newest location is in Racine. Yep. At Highway 20 and in Phoenix, Arizona. Online, of course, thekowalway.com for more information about your retirement. And Kelly Brown will be joining us when we come back. Kelly, you're CEO of American Deposit Management. You're in Pewaukee. We're in Pewaukee. We have offices in Scottsdale, Arizona, Edina, Minnesota. Scott, did I say Arizona? Yeah, Scottsdale, yeah. Arizona, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, and Edina, Minnesota. And to reach out to you, website? Do we yeah, want to... website is americandeposits.com. Very simple. And to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, very it's simple. Thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, thekowalway.com. Phone number is 262-522-4040. Uh, also find us on Twitter, at Kowal underscore invest. Uh, connect with, with us, connect with me on, on LinkedIn, and also find us on Facebook. And, of course, on WISN during the Mark Belling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news block every day, Monday through Friday, with those market updates on WISN, the Retirement Clinic. A quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back on WISN, the Retirement Clinic. We continue with Aaron Kowal, who normally in this segment would do the boss segment. Aaron, it stands for Business Owner Savings and Security. So it's meant for business owners. Yeah, so it's meant for business owners. Uh, the rest of the show is for everyone. This this segment is uh, is for business owners. And and I, when I'm doing the show, I, a lot of times I like to, to ask my guests to, to do this segment. Uh, Kelly's a lot more interesting than I am anyways. And not so, true. Not true. But I do work so, with businesses. Pretty much 95% of our business is working with businesses. Yeah. So I think this segment's a good one for just a, a little tip, a little, yeah. you know, businesses are always looking for like the newest thing that's the hottest thing that can help them either become more, e more efficient, um, more profitable. And there's something new out there that I thought would be good for this segment <clears throat> that's called, um, well, we call it um, an earnings credit program. And we're starting to see a lot of banks offer something like this. So for those that don't have a clue what I'm talking about, I'll just very generically tell you guys about 
the what what works and and what doesn't. So for many many years, really since banking has you know um, existed on the business banking side, there were rules around banks not being able to pay interest on a business checking account. So if you think about your personal accounts, you may or may not get interest, probably not, but businesses were prohibited from earning interest on a business checking account. Oh. So that changed recently. Um, but banks, since they weren't allowed to pay interest, what they were allowed to do is say something like, um, we're not going to pay you interest, but we're going to give you something that looks like interest, that smells like interest, but it's really not interest. It's called an earnings credit. So it would be a percentage, let's say 1% on any deposits that you have sitting in your business checking account. They would apply that 1% rate. So it looked like interest. It would show an amount at the end of the month. Let's say you earned $100 worth of earnings credit. That credit would be used for one thing and one thing only. It was to um, to offset any fees that you paid as a business during the month. Let's say you, have, um, you pay for your checks to be deposited. You're getting coin and currency from a bank. You have a remote deposit capture machine. You're buying services from the bank. That $100 that you had for an earnings credit is applied towards those fees. <clears throat> and it's netted out. So if you had $200 worth of fees, you had $100 worth of credit, you only owe the bank $100 for your fees. The problem with the earnings credit is if you had $100 worth of fees but $200 worth of credit, you didn't get the extra 100 bucks back. The bank kept it, right? Mm -hmm. So the newest thing that's on the market is something called an earnings credit program. And I really don't know of any banks locally here that, and maybe they are, and, and we just haven't heard of it yet. Um, this is really a West Coast, um, what we're seeing out of LA, we're seeing it in New York, and a lot of um, banks that are in the Texas market offering what's called an earnings credit program. And what that means is that earnings credit that you get, instead of offsetting the fees that you have at a bank, they're saying if you earned $200 in earnings credit, they will actually say, give us any invoices that your business has incurred in the month for $200. Let's say it's your internet bill. The bank will actually write a check and pay for your invoice from your internet bill. Now, that's a very simplistic example. My firm, for example, may have um, earnings credit that equals you know, 78000 That's my earnings credit for the, for the month. So I'm submitting IT expenses, HR expenses, legal expenses. Then the bank pays those bills on our behalf. The, why, why would banks do that? I mean, that's the first, like, why in the heck would a bank do that? Well, the banks are looking at that and saying, we want to, we want to be able to report to our regulatory body that we, are, we have non-interest bearing deposits, meaning we're paying zero to you in interest. And on the expense side, no one's really looking at the expenses on the bank side, but the bank can um, get a ta you know get tax credit for the expense, and it's just a way for the bank to make their balance sheet sing a little bit more friendly, and tax friendly, tax perhaps. friendly, um, shareholder friendly, friendly all around, and mm -hmm. for a business owner that has high treasury management fees, they're using a lot of services at the bank. This is actually a really great program if the bank offers it to look into. Aaron Kowal, that's Kelly Brown with the boss segment. Normally, you do that for you work with yeah. business owners. It's why we sneak it in every every week, right? Yeah, we we sneak, I work a lot with business owners, um, and uh, you know, I thought that Kelly would be perfect for that because I know that she works a lot with business owners, and that wasn't the program that I was. Aware of, I yeah, could, it's new. I can listen to you talk about that all Super day. New. Like, wait, we're done already with that. It's part? new stuff. Well, yeah. we were talking about how much you know. Yeah. Banks have had to do a lot of different things because there's so much money 
in the system yeah. right now? I mean, I yeah. know you did some research. What was well, it that it was you... Like six, well, you, we were talking about $6 trillion it was the previous record. All-time like average, yeah. In yeah. the lifetime of measuring how much money is in the system, a $6 trillion, and now it's... Defined in the system. In the banking in, in the banking system. So, so when you think of all that, the people that, that have deposits sitting in banks deposit. and money that's out in the monetary system, $6 trillion. Does that include like money market funds? It, or, um, or in the banking yeah. system. Okay, yep. in the banking system. So we're at 11 trillion dollars today when you think and about what was the previous high it was like six six trillion so all these banks are sitting on a ton of money at, at what point were we at six if we're at 11 pre, now pre-covid so, so pre-covid in just three two and a yes, half years two and a half years so that's that's it's almost that, double that's significant it's significant for a number of what, reasons what does that mean it, banks it means are banks aren't lending money. So typically, okay. if a bank is sitting on a lot of deposits, they need to do the, for a bank to make money. They have to lend out deposits. That's how banks make money. So if they're sitting on all kinds of excess cash, stimulus money, PPP money, c- clients are getting you know government whatever handout that they received, and I don't mean handout in a negative way, just whatever they've received, it's now sitting in a bank. If they're not lending those dollars. That's a problem for our economy. Yeah, we, we, want to, we want to lend. We want people to you know, be spurring our economy, hiring, buying equipment, buying supplies. That's what we want. So when you have $11 trillion sitting in the system, something is going to happen. you know, yeah. And that's what we're seeing now. Um, and it's just too much on deposit. It doesn't do, it, it's not good for the American economy. Do you think this is also a, a reaction or, or overreaction to what happened in 08 is that they have now we have significantly higher deposits to avoid something like that happening again, or is that more of a singular event where there was just too many bad loans being made over a long? I think you know in two thousand eight we had so many things happen at the same time. Yeah. We had we had banks that were getting over their skis and getting into markets that they shouldn't have. You know locally here we had M and I Bank that w- it was a staple of our community. Now investing in Arizona and New Mexico and places they didn't really know anything about. You know building spec homes and doing things like that. So it just created created a market that you know it was problematic the rate environment was problematic deposits were scarce banks went out and paid a lot of money for what we call hot money to bring into the bank to then loan it out to these um you know spec homes in Arizona it was just a bad business model banks have Dodd-Frank changed a lot of that and in the community banks community banks are the heart and soul of this state they're the heart and soul of this country and and by and by they do a great job but community banks are if if anyone is banking at the big banks, I would recommend you bank with a community bank. The community banks are really that where the relationships are built, especially business owners. You really got to have a great relationship with your bank. Um, but the community banks are doing great things right now. They're trying to come up with products and services that you know after COVID, how can we help our businesses? How can we help our families? You know, s- sustaining products and services as servant leaders in our community to help the communities that they serve. I mean, they're really working hard. Like what do are that. they do? I don't, I don't Products like the through. earnings credit program. Yeah. You know, how can we, if if we can't pay interest, what are things that we can do to help a business? Yeah. You know, it helps us, but it also helps the business. When you think about products like um, CDs, for example, that have a, you know, if it's a 90-day CD and one time within the 90 days, you can flip the rate. So you lock it in for 90 days, but you have one opportunity. If the rates go up again, you can lock that CD. Those are products that, you know, we talk about, but they don't, they're not promoted in the bank. They're promoting sure. these products now because we want to see families do better. We want to see people saving more. We want to see some of this stuff. Because it helps build lifelong relationships it, with Absolutely. Them and- I mean, there's just, there. The banks have a great opportunity to, you know, work with individuals day in and day out to help them realize their dreams. And from a business perspective, I'm a business owner. I've been, I, for me, 
if my banking relationship is everything to me, you know, they help me when I need capital. They help me when I need products and services to protect me from fraud. When you think about what's going on in businesses with oh, yeah. fraud, holy cow. I mean, the phishing and, you know, intercepting wire transfer instructions. It's an epidemic right now in the business community. So your relationship with your bank is key to helping, you know, kind of steer through these uncertain times. Well, that was really well said. Kelly Brown joins us today. Uh, your company, Kelly, is American Deposit Management. Aaron Kowal on WISN's Retirement Clinic. Before we get to the sexy segment, you've sure. got some other things that you wanted to uh, touch on yet today. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a big, uh, a big thing to talk about. Um, you know, one. Of the, I mean, we could get into even more. I mean, because if there's eleven trillion sitting on this this side, we want that to be. De- to be dispersed, to be loaned out, mm-hmm. that is also an inflationary Correct. Uh, event, uh, inflationary aspect of the market. Because if they're just <laughs> sitting there, if it's just sitting there, it's not causing anything. But once it gets out into the economy, out into the country, that can also you know, drive. Kelly said that line, sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. You often hear yeah. that with investors or you hear it about uh uh, companies, right, that that are publicly traded, yeah. they've got cash on the sidelines. Um, I never heard it with the banking industry, right, and that's why we didn't see major inflation uh, after uh, after two thousand eight. Is because all the banks got all this money, but they weren't lending it out, right? Uh, and but you know, now some of that should start to be uh, lent out, and banks probably do. I mean, if interest rates are going up. Interest um, rates are going up and they're going to continue to go up. But I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I try to tell businesses to think of it this way. During the Great Depression, everyone was so afraid of everything, right? And they, for every reason, they should be. We didn't have FDIC coverage. We didn't have protections for depositors. But when you had cereal companies, you guys know the big cereal companies, Post. Mm-hmm. And who's the other big cereal company? General Mills. General Mills. There's another one. And I, I'm losing my... Well, two big cereal companies out of Battle Creek, Michigan. One decided they're going to keep pushing forward with marketing. The other decided they're not going to keep... Because they didn't want to spend the money. Post cereals to this day yeah. is because they spent money in marketing. They said, you know what? Like you said, Aaron, yeah. it's it's you can't just stop what you're doing. Yeah. You know, part of what good strategy is is knowing what to do, but it's also knowing what not to do. And now it's time to not be sitting on the sidelines. It's getting yeah. great advisors, talking to Coal, yep. doing the things that you need to do to plan for the future, and not to be afraid. There's well, nothing to be afraid and of. And if I think you plan. isn't it human nature over the years? We've talked on this retirement clinic show uh, alone. Has been what twenty years? We celebrated your twentieth yeah, anniversary, September. and how many times have we talked about when things go bad? A lot of people panic and they get out. So right. they got, it's, it's the, the absolute worst, worst thing, yeah. and the exact opposite of what you should be doing. It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing, and it goes to you know, when we we talked about looking at at statements. Um, you know that that people tend to look too much. Oh no, and they see the markets are down, so they want to they want to sell. Um, and then they wait till it's settled. Wait till the dust settles. Wait till the markets come back up, and then they, then they buy high. I mean, you is know, that the grasshopper and ant analogy? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. where the grasshopper. You've heard that the grasshopper and the yeah. ant. The difference between I'm a total yeah. grasshopper, and a grasshopper <laughs> says I'm going to go bounce from blade to blade. I'm going to do something today because I'm living today and it's fun. Yeah. 
And then the ant is planning for the future. He's going and finding food, but he's not having as much fun because he's worried so much about what's going to happen when winter comes. Are you yep. calling one of us an ant? No, what I'm saying is on the investment <laughs> side, if you're a grasshopper and you're not you're not slow and steady, you right. know, ultimately what happens to the grasshopper? He dies. Yeah. So you can over... He had a fun life, but he dies. But he overreacted or in... in Correct. You yeah. need to be a good balance between a grasshopper and an ant. I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that was my first time hearing that too. Yeah, so see, there you go. I, we do learn something every day. Kelly Brown. <laughs> Now, who has Aaron? We'll take a break and come back. The sexy segment coming up. It's about wealth management and preservation. Yes. Uh, that is next as we continue. So don't go anywhere because we've got Kelly Brown joining us today, uh, CEO of American Deposit Management, and Aaron Kowal with the Kowal Investment Group, thekowalway.com. With the sexy segment, as we continue, WISN's Retirement Clinic, Kelly Brown, our guest today, uh, Kelly's company, she's CEO of American Deposit Management, and of course, Aaron Kowal, the floor is yours for today's segment. It's very sexy too, Paul. Uh, so we have a white paper that if, you're, if anybody's interested in, you can uh, reach out to us at thekowalway.com. I'm happy to to send this out, uh, but it's on transferring values, not just wealth to your heirs. So the show is for anybody. The sexy segments for those with a million dollars or more wealth preservation segment. Uh, and so I'm going to uh, read part of our, our white paper here. But I think some of the important parts. If you want the whole thing, I'm happy to send that out to you. Uh, but it, it's not just if you we we've seen it a lot where people you know, where kids inherit money from parents and. It can ruin lives if it's not done, or they'll blow it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let me, I'm going to talk about part of this. But many of us have thought about how best transfer our wealth to our heirs someday. Unfortunately, we see that parents and grandparents with significant assets often don't spend enough time on passing along the values that help them build, grow, and maintain that wealth. You've heard the term trust fund kid, where they inherit a bunch of money and they're just jerks. Um, you know, that's the, the resulting values vacuum can potentially cause some big problems when, when heirs inherit large sums. Too often, heirs blow through an inheritance. Children might become complacent and might never develop the, the life skills needed to overcome adversity and generate their own success, uh, own success. Wealth can even cause some heirs to believe that rules don't apply to them and they shouldn't be held accountable for their bad actions. That's why it's vital to understand the importance of your values when it comes to your wealth and sense of purpose in life. The good news is there's many ways to address this. Um, so we want to really clarify your values. First step is to take, if you haven't already, is to get clear on your own values and attitudes towards wealth and success and which of those values you most want to instill in your family members. Uh, to, the, to that end, define, you want to define the beliefs that you like your heirs to adopt. Uh, so self-reliance, the ability to financially stand on your own two feet. And education, so appreciate the value of higher learning, critical thinking, financial pr- uh, fiscal prudence, motivation, philanthropy are a few, a few examples. Um, you know, there, these are common values, but your list may look different, and that's okay. Um, you know, so there's, 
so one of the biggest jobs is to have a conversation with family members on the subject. People don't talk about like talk about money. No, they it's really, awkward. Oh, they don't like talk about it with their kids either. Right. Try, try asking your parents about uh, their estate plan. Uh, they'll clam up pretty quick. Usually. I think I think a good analogy to that. Somebody told me once. It's like reminding your kid. You know, you were born on third base. You yeah. didn't hit a triple. Yes. So it's 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 speaking to them in a way that they understand. Like this isn't just by happenstance. Yeah. There's some work that somebody had to hit the triple for you to be on third. Yes. So putting putting words into action. Uh, I'm gonna read three of these. If you want the rest, reach out to us. Uh, create a formal family value statement together. So write up an actual document. Like that. Uh, involve the kids in, in select financial decisions. Not all of them, obviously. Give kids real life experience on how money choices and values interact, uh, and demonstrate the power of saving and compounding. We would say it's the eighth wonder of the world, is the miracle of compound interest. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that was one of the things my dad did best with me when I was nine. He was like, what are you interested in? I'm like, computers, IBM. So I, he made me buy one share of IBM, and not recommending it, but and uh, he matched me. And I was, I still own those uh, right now. And so I just thought that was, that was great. So getting kids involved in some of that. And so communicating your, your values about wealth, success, and purpose to your children won't guarantee they'll avoid negative outcomes, but it'll help. Aaron, you, this list, you will send out to yes. any listener that wants it. Yeah, just reach good. out to us, koalway.com. Yeah, good stuff out there. When we come back, we'll give out information for our guest, Kelly Brown, and of course, the Kowal Investment Group. The Retirement Clinic continues here on WISN. Wrapping up the retirement clinic, and we thank our guest today, Kelly Brown, CEO of American Deposit Management in Pewaukee. Yeah, thanks for having me. So if you're looking for extended FDIC coverage, visit us at www.americandeposits.com. And thanks to Aaron Kowal today on WISN. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my phone number is 262-522-4040 or visit us at com. Thank you, Kelly, for coming in today. And thank you, Rebecca, here. Uh, she is an intern with us this summer. So welcome here. I thought it'd be good to bring her on uh, for the show today. Behind the scenes, Behind the scenes. at WISN. Uh, great to see you, Aaron Kowal. Uh, market updates from the Kowal Investment Group coming up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day during the Mark Belling Show. With the Kowal Investment Group, I'm Paul Cronforst. Aaron, have a great weekend. Thank you, you too. And thanks for joining us on WISN Milwaukee.